0: welcome to the lighthouse conversations a show featuring entrepreneurs and tastemakers from the worlds of arts culture tech and of course food i'm your host Hesha montasser we're kicking off the new year as always with our producer chirag desai looking back at 2022 and sharing some of our sneak peeks into 2023 and as is our tradition we recorded this episode on my birthday well happy birthday again thank you what do you mean again
1: well, because last year we recorded on your birthday. Okay.
0: Oh, did we really? Yeah. So I was actually thinking. Don't that, seem very excited about my birthday. I mean, that's sort of my. I have a hunch that you seem kind of like a. Uh, you know.
1: Oh, I was actually going to take
0: it bigger than that. So oh. I was going to say
1: that it may have been a coincidence that we landed up doing you know twice in a year on your birthday. But I think we should make it a tradition. We should record this review every year. But does on your that birthday?
0: tell you how much I must love you to come on my birthday in the morning, chipper, happy as I usually am? Um, and record this conversation that really tells you something about my love for this podcast and for everybody that's involved in it.
1: What's funny is you made the same point last year. <laughs> Did I really?
0: Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, so so it definitely means something. Yeah. That yeah, no, just means I'm 49, I forget. <laughs> that's all it does. But thank, Ooh, so next year is going to be 50. Thank you. And next year I'm not showing up i'm not coming, uh, coming no no time. i'm not coming i'm gonna do like a no show In fact, like be one of these blow you know what i mean like where is he like is he okay like yeah i feel with 50 like it needs to be like a, or... so be a
1: conversation with me and farah like debating where you are exactly
0: exactly you'll be like both you know, like where's waldo you know what I mean? like one of those spot that you know what i mean like he was spotted yesterday you know with his daughter at 7 p.m at a thai restaurant then we don't know Something like that. So, yeah. Ooh, th- and that would be like the basis of
1: every true crime podcast. So we would actually 100%. shift our one hundred percent. But let's stick with forty nine. And
0: I think I'm here today, and I'm happy to talk about last year.
1: So let's do the sort of the higher level stuff, sure. which is, what did you feel about well, 2022 in terms of the show?
0: Yeah, look, I f- I feel great to be honest. It's interesting. I think we discussed a few every year. I think around this time we kind of look back and we say about certain we talk about certain things we want to do next year. And I feel like it's not always the case, right? Which is kind of beautiful, to be honest. Because what I'm learning with the show, as probably with many other podcasts, is that going a little bit with the flow, with some direction, obviously, we have, we have a purpose, we have a mission, uh, is good. And not feeling the need to stick to, uh, how do you say, you know, stick to a particular script is also useful. So for example, one small example is we, we had discussed potentially going out of the region you know, and kind of going to people gl- on a global level, talking to them about their stories. And it just didn't feel like right for this particular show. I'm happy for people to be situated physically anywhere in the world. But to me, it felt very much a show for and about the Middle East in some way. And it didn't feel right as I was starting to think about guests to completely leave that behind. So it's interesting, it's something we discussed. I mean, we obviously didn't implement it, but um, when I was thinking in my head about guests, I felt like, no, there's a, so many interesting stories here that we haven't covered, so many interesting people that I'm still meeting, certainly, and I'm sure you are as well, on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. And the region is changing so fast. So there's a lot for us to to do. Um, I would have to say I would like to see us going... Um, uncovering more stories in places like egypt and saudi and so on and so forth where there's a lot going on um it i thought for a minute maybe it's interesting to have done something around uh in qatar when the world cup was happening but then i felt you know we're not that kind of show again It has a timelessness um that i think is very uh dear to all our hearts where we're not necessarily events driven. I think yeah. I know we're going to speak it a little bit about how events have shaped the show a little bit. But generally speaking, we're not a show that's about the, the current l- affairs, or yes, yeah, or that, the big that last big thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and I think I think also it's it's uh, we talk uh, often on these reviews about the evolution of the show, right, and and how we're seeing that grow. Um, so so a little bit of that is the learning. So what you were talking about where. Yes. Uh, we explore we've explored a lot of different ideas and then some of them don't feel true to the show and i think some of that we learn as we start exploring them as opposed to sort of conceptualizing it in advance
0: and i feel the learnings we've had but again go more of the sort of timeless nature you know certain things that we learn about entrepreneurs and about being an entrepreneur and about the challenges of of building brands and so on those don't feel timestamped to me yeah you know, not, yeah. um, now there may be another show in, in our future, who knows, that would talk about current events, which I find fascinating. I'm someone that, as you are, I know, that covers current events uh, in his day-to-day life. I mean, I, I listen to it. I consume a lot of media online. I, so I like to follow and I have opinions on it, but it's not this show. It may be something else.
1: Uh, you know, we did experiment and kind of do different things this year. So we managed finally to go to Abu Dhabi and record with Nadia there, yes, that was fantastic. Uh, which was great. Uh, and it's something. By and our the way, library that, in Abu Dhabi that was
0: very special. I mean, uh,
1: the 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 setting in the space is just fantastic. The first setting of all. was unique, no doubt. Um, and I'd love to do more there. Yeah, and I th- and I think that there's. You know, when we started the show, we we talked about the live events. We did one with um, His Excellency Zaki Nasiba back then. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, situations prevented us from continuing to do that. Yes. And I think this was a kind of a nice way to kind of go back to that. Yes. So we were able to go. It wasn't a live show, but it was a location-specific show. So we were able to do that in Abu Dhabi. Which and is it
0: was interesting because cool. it was in a library. Uh, Nadia had written her book. You know, she was a bookseller, uh, it's yeah, in the title of the book, it's about a bookstore, so it felt very special to have that. I don't think that was deliberate, uh, you know, as it happens that she was going to be in Abu Dhabi, and we decided to, to showcase and decided to host her there, but that made it extra special.
1: Yeah, which also, by the way, comes because the lighthouse has grown, and now you have all these other additional locations, which makes it an interesting space to go set up and do interesting things. Yes, right? so- absolutely.
0: Uh, absolutely. And I think it's nice to go and venture in those locations. The lighthouse in Abu Dhabi in Yas Bay, I think, particularly lends itself to that, and this room even more so than any- anywhere else. I would love to have all our <laughs> podcasts recorded there. Not that I have anything against our studio here, but... But uh, but yes, you're right. And I think it's part of the growth of the show to also showcase and document, in some ways, the growth of The Lighthouse.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, I think, what I'm coming to is how both of them now have their own identities. So at, at one point, it was, there's The Lighthouse, and then this is a, an additional thing we did. And today, The Lighthouse Conversations, three years strong, um, it has its own identity. Yeah,
0: 64, 65 episodes. Exactly, and yeah. so it has
1: its own identity. We kind of have a very good feel of it. Uh, we discuss it a lot, you and me do. Uh, but then I get feedback from people who listen to the show and have their thoughts about it. Um, I thought it was it was uh, to me from a, as as a producer, uh, the episode with Ahmed uh, for, Almari from Canvas was its own significant milestone because he talked about what he believed the purpose of the show was. Uh, or he he was kind of saying what he was taking away from the show and how much in sync it was with what we are trying to do with the show. When you first approached me to the podcast, that was a year ago. And I had no idea how the Lighthouse conversations would grow. Now, after hearing most of the episodes, after listening to the most of the episodes. Thank you. It it, feel, it feels now that I am stepping into a mental health facility. And you know, because every it's single...
0: It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's, and a lot of
1: it. it's a lot. And there's a reason. Because I'm not the only one who's suffering from imposter syndrome and no, suffering right. from issues. Everybody yeah. else is. What this platform has highlighted is, yes, there are successful people, but everybody has issues.
0: I think that was one of the main reasons we launched this podcast three plus years ago, which was... Um, essentially, you, you said it, everybody has issues. But the idea was... We wanted to unmask uh, the person a little bit, not to say that they just have issues, to say that they have a journey. Let's talk about that journey.
1: It's a journey of growth.
0: And the journey of growth will invariably have pros and cons, highs and lows, Um, and let's not gloss over that because without that, you don't get to where this person is. And It was funny because we didn't discuss this with him, and he kind of hit it on the mark. Um, And, you know, so I'm very proud of that because I feel like we, one, we didn't force this podcast or this show to try to grow in a certain way. We let it happen organically until we all sort of came together and said, you know what, we should now give it its own identity. So now we will have its own own Instagram page, its own identity uh, and social media in general. And I feel it's not forced. I feel it got to a point where there's so much to cover. Uh, a lot of content that we want to showcase, and it certainly doesn't fit anymore just as part of the Lighthouse, you know, social media presence, number one. Number two, to your point, I mean, it does feel a bit like a therapy session, you know what I mean? And, and I think because the Lighthouse in itself is an entrepreneurial venture that's growing, I feel I relate fully to a lot of those entrepreneurs that come here, especially people like Ahmad, as you said, that are building something on their own from scratch. With all the errors and the mistakes and the successes and the ups and the downs.
1: And the uniqueness of the region included on top of that. We all know. and Yes, we, we, we all, you all are. I mean, yeah.
0: your, your business is similar, right? And I think that's why you relate in a very special way. And maybe the questioning or the conversation takes a certain direction. I feel if we were Kristan Amanpour or, you know, you know <laughs> to bring a blast from the past or, you know, Larry King, you have your established, or even a Charlie Rose, when you bring entrepreneurs, you're the established, or you know, Barbara Walters or you know, whoever. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Kara Swisher yet. This is incredible. <laughs> I was gonna get there. I was letting. I was going with the TV personalities first. Kara has a special. I think Kara's is, is a bit different because she morphed as well. Course, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she morphed in her show. She's a journalist at heart. That's a little bit different. But I feel like when you go on those shows as an entrepreneur, you're the entrepreneur and you're going to the established You're show. the upstart. You're the yeah. Correct. In our case, I feel like. It's both. We are growing. We are morphing as they are in most cases. So that makes a very, very interesting conversation. Well, speaking of established, uh, we finally got Fadi Gandur on the show. Yes. After three
1: something years away. Hallelujah. Waiting, yeah, yes. He was actually supposed to be our very first guest.
0: Yeah. Right? I had in bumped that into <laughs> him at in the lighthouse in the very early days. And I said, you know, Fadi, I would love to have you on my podcast. Um, and he said, let's do it. And then three he was, years he, was the, he
1: was the first name on the, on our list. When yeah, we, yeah, when yeah. We yeah. Let's do it. I was concept. like,
0: oh, that's great! I was so excited, but it took three years, and that's fine too. I mean, again, uh, everything happens in good time. And
1: and even by the way, when uh, with Ahmed it was the same thing, right? Like you had approached him, uh, I think a year before to come on the show, and he didn't feel he was ready, and then it it kind of worked out in its own time. I think so. That's
0: different, and but you're hundred percent right. So with Ahmed it was more, and I I do this often. With, I mean, Fadi is a very established figure, highly successful entrepreneur and businessman. Ahmed, obviously, uh, is someone that's just building his business now. And I get a lot of the situations where I speak to them. I I signal our interest. But if I don't feel they're ready to be on this kind of podcast, that's perfectly fine. And Ahmed has been one of a few, actually, that then come back and say, I'm ready now and i think that's great I think that's uh, fantastic. As, as it should be because you know there was a couple of things i mean at that point if you remember it was kind of a big reveal i mean he had not identified <laughs> nobody knew who he was they thought he was a woman uh he was sort of hiding behind his social media not hiding but well no he's he called it hiding he actually yeah, said he was hiding. so he had to kind of first i was like you know you need to be comfortable <laughs> once you do that there's no going back and
1: it was fine it was fine uh we can't talk about this review especially of 2022 without talking about Bogsha so we have to (laughs) um, oh oh god good lord (laughs) the i mean i don't think i've heard you ever ever say the sentence i feel outgunned which i think was 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 phenomenal its own way
0: Kalas, you and became we, a brand, they wanted No, no, name. there was a big moment. We were in the FT. <laughs> no, you have to call oh, yeah. your host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took the <laughs> FT. <FG and laughs> we asked oh, for sure. a meeting. <laughs> actually, we asked for oh, you a meeting. <laughs> this is the first time. I want to say, how many, how many episodes of you sixty-five? 65? I, this is the first time I am actually officially overwhelmed, which doesn't happen with me, but I love it. I mean, this is, I'm so, outgunned, overwhelmed. I'm going to call your daughter's therapist. <laughs> I need to see him.
1: I heard the episode again a couple of weeks ago, and
0: it's just, it's fascinating. The whole dynamic was right, fascinating, right? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I listened to it too in my car, and I burst out laughing, listening to it. I mean, it felt like, you know, half reality show, half comedy show, but also so much life and substance and storytelling. So it wasn't sort of like just banter.
1: No, and I i loved it, I think, because... Um, as much as they've been in the press, and they've been in the press a lot, they've a been lot. doing this for 25 years. Yeah, so it's yeah, not, yeah. A, you know, they're yeah. established in ways that, and have experience in ways that maybe many entrepreneurs here are still kind of working their way up to. And yet it was authentic and and open and Very raw. Much.
0: You really felt that you understood the dynamic of how they built a successful brand. It also, in my in my view, it uh, popped the bubble a little bit or demystified the concept that entrepreneurship or building brands is kind of, you know, linear or all about agreement. You know, they were clearly sitting there, and I'm sure they did the same thing with their collections and their work, obviously, right? They're, as you said, disagreeing, interrupting each other, cutting each other off, but also a lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of care for each other, which was extremely evident to me, which I think made it very comfortable. Obviously we're getting a lot of press Are you really like an old couple who always you know? Yeah a little it, bit, yeah, it yeah. But it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. fun, yeah. It's okay. Fun. But it's like an old couple, but it's it's not old as an age, old as in you've been together for a long time. But it's it's dysfunctional just enough for it to be fun, yeah. I mean, it's not dysfunctional <laughs> where it's like you get know Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. The <laughs> It's just a little bit of the dysfunction that you need in a couple, which I love. But The relationship is fine. You guys are fine. If you want me, this is completely outside of the podcast, to come in as a couple therapist. Um, No, we've had. We've had someone. On a no-fee basis. Let's let's not go there. Let me tell them about (laughs) Let's not go there for now. You know, it was really quite something and made me think of the brand differently. Because now every time I see a piece of furniture or a design that they've made, I kind of visualized them behind it, and how that came together, and I smiled.
1: And I think it was interesting, the contrast, right, where they started out very conscious of the fact that they were taking over the conversation, so there was a point where he said, I'm sorry, we're not letting you talk, and stuff, and then the end, it was like, can you please wait? I'm not done with my story, and I think it was just it was just this, like, laugh, right, but there was so much stuff that came out of it, so much learning, and you see how, like you said, like, the organic nature of how something comes together, how the sum of I mean, how the larger whole is larger than the sum of the two parts individually, and that creation and and how that goes together. And then, of course, these, uh, what you would call these inflection points and multiple
0: of them that they had. And the messiness, the messiness of doing this, right? So, I mean, this was a beauty. And I think the messiness of doing it in Beirut, I think that was also very important. You Mm. know, speaking about taking over this abandoned building right and speaking <laughs> rats, about rabbits yeah, with the, the rats birds. and the rabbits and the guy that comes and cleans that becomes kind of the family i mean it was like i was like oh my god that's a short story you know one of my one of my i hope one of my plans for for this year is to get back and being a bit active in writing and i was like these are like the great tidbits short stories and it's like a new yorker short story um and that messiness i think is Also something that I love about this show, it made me personally feel we are part of things as they evolve and as they develop. So you're really part, without being cliche about it, you're part of the zeitgeist as it evolves. And that's, I think, without doing current events or current news, that's not easy. I feel like you have people that are sitting there covering what happened last week, this is what happened, talking about it, and that's perfectly fine. Then you have sort of the more Charlie Rose type you Know people that are talking about you know um particular subjects, and I think we're kind of do a little bit of both, but we don't shy away now from also covering something that is in the zeitgeist as long as it fits within the value system and the kind of broader umbrella of the show.
1: I think one of the things that we we often talk about when it comes to the show is about talking about the journey, which is which is what we've always wanted to focus on, not just the destination, um, and then. I think this is something that actually came out when we were uh, talking to Brendan, who's creative director at the Museum of the Future. One thing that's been useful for me is, so Richard Dawkins had this concept of, the the original concept of the meme is not what the internet version of it is. He created this notion of the meme, which is basically an idea-based version of a gene. It really speaks to this idea that what we're doing in all of our actions, including this podcast, is contributing to a continuum of culture. Couple of years ago, I feel like if we were thinking about episodes like Michelin or Mina 50 Best, um, we, we would, have would have said no. We would have said no, or we would have said okay, maybe, but we want to talk about something else. If Michelin yeah. becomes a part of it, that's fine. Yes. Uh, and this year, we 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 changed that from being the subtle incidental part of the conversation where we land up documenting stuff that's happening in the region because Agreed. someone's building something in it, to saying. Why don't we document
0: how this happens? I think part of it is growing up. A lot of the actors that were part of the Mina 50 Best, that were part of Michelin, that were part of all of this, were already on the show. I mean, you know, um, you know Chef Reef was on the show. Uh, Chef Orfali was on the show. Chris Khalifa was on the show. A lot of these people. And what I'm trying to say is, so it felt at that point very organic. This was now part of the fabric of the show and what we're trying to do. I think it didn't feel like we're attaching ourselves to a big name brand, frankly. But if anything, we are continuing to tell the story of those entrepreneurs as it evolves. That, to me, was very, very important in deciding to go ahead and do a show about Men of 50 Best or Michelin. Because I wouldn't have just covered Michelin, but I would cover Michelin if it's in the context in of... The context of- Telling and changing the story, and that's why we went to some of those uh, entrepreneurs, and we spoke to them as part of this episode. We called them up and we said, "How do you feel after getting this award? How has it changed your business?" And that conversation is is ongoing um and also because in many ways, that it was a watershed moment for the f and b industry in the region. I yeah. mean, it's getting that rec- recognition now good and the bad, and we've 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 debated this. Um, You know, I I happen to share the same view as Samantha, who was also on the the show for Diva, who said that, you know, she feels it's still very lopsided towards international brands, big brands, and not towards homegrown concepts. I agree. Uh, I'm not just saying this because we have a homegrown concept. I think that will be part of the evolution of Mena 50, Best of Michelin. If I would look 5, 10, 15 years from now, it will all be homegrown, in my view. Uh, maybe you'll have one or two, you know, big names that have built a brand for themselves. Because even a Zuma, Zuma Dubai is a very unique within the Absolutely. Zuma collection, so that may deserve to be there. But I don't think you're going to have many Zumas on the shelf. You're going to have a lot more of the Orphalis on the list and the lighthouses and so on and so forth. Hopefully, um, than than others. So that that felt organic, and I think um, I feel good about that. Or else I would have not done it. And a year ago I would have not done it. I don't think I would have said yes. Uh,
1: it's also natural for us to. We kind of, I think, now know very clearly uh what the show is is yes. is about and what it's about to do. And hence moving away from that, let's say just for an odd episode or doing a special like that one doesn't seem out of
0: out no, of No and, and some episodes like I saw was a very important episode for me as well, because we have been talking about Dubai a lot of obviously over the last couple of years. And I feel he had summarized um part of the Dubai story for us, coming from a government's perspective. And that was very important because we were here during the pandemic. We all lived it. A lot of the entrepreneurs uh, that we have on the show live in Dubai or have been in Dubai during the pandemic. And I feel that some show really encapsulated what Dubai did within a larger context of Michelin tourist strategy, growth, etc. And that was fascinating. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, I want to just be rah-rah but they really deserve credit uh, for, for having built the infrastructure for all of us to frankly thrive. And you can't say this about too many places. And I feel very strongly about that um, um, when it comes to Dubai and the UAE and what we've seen over the last couple of years. It's, men- it's been good for our mental health, and it helped us do those types of things and not just be preoccupied with the pandemic um, and the many challenges that came with it.
1: Yeah, and you look at the parallels again, and I, I know Issam mentioned it as well, is how the white government almost functions like a startup. 100%.
0: Right? And, and, and you so felt parallel, it in their office.
1: And, and that parallel of what we're building and how we see the startup world and, and actual business, was is a government stepping up and saying, you know, we won't get everything right, but we're Correct. going to try all of these things and, and explore. And I feel
0: we're documenting this, right, which is fine. Exactly. We're documenting this. The this this uh, my Egyptian site came out for a minute. We're documenting this. No, do- <laughs> we're documenting this uh, as it's happening in, in in real time. And I think the good thing, as you mentioned, with- traveling gourmand. Yeah. I just remember that I was called traveling gourmand, so I feel like I need to say this a few times. <laughs>
1: traveling gourmand. Yeah, that, that should have been the theme of. of yeah, COVID I mean that. I much. feel
0: like that was very important. The men at fifty thing. I, since then, <laughs> traveling
1: gourmand. <laughs> It's, it's a little ASMR for our listeners.
0: What does ASMR mean? Uh,
1: no, at the moment I forgot it, but it, it, there you go. It's it's basically it's it's through through the use
0: of primarily sound. Bravo, Farah. But can we just go back to the point that you are talking about something that you didn't even mean. You didn't even know what it meant. That is a very dangerous path, my friend.
1: No, I said. And I don't I remember. Very the, strongly, joking, I don't remember the abbreviation. In 2023, <laughs> we
0: should not use acronyms, or we don't know what it actually. I mean, you know, traveling.
1: Gourmand. If you have a problem, you can talk to Elon. Okay, uh, fine. We, yeah, <laughs> <Seriously>. yeah. <laughs> he'll put it to a vote. Yeah, we'll figure it out. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <I've> completely lost my <laughs> train. <it. laughs> Anyway, um...
0: <laughs> he's completely lost. No, 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 I'm trying to remember yeah, like, yeah, I where, where I wanted to Shall move it Shall we give you to. a moment?
1: No, 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 I wanted to see where we want to move it to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oof. Okay. We'll give Chirag a minute to gather his thoughts and be right back with our review. In the meantime, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you can find under the Lighthouse Conversations podcast. You'll find many snippets of the many conversations we've had over the last couple of years, which I think you'll find interesting. Welcome back. You're listening to The Lighthouse Conversations with me, Hesham Muntasir. And today I'm joined by my producer, Chirak Desai. I'm honestly being uh, very forthcoming by saying when I say that, when I think about this year, upcoming year, I don't have a script, neither in terms of the guests, nor in terms of the topics. I feel to the point you made earlier, um, the show feels a bit more mature. I feel a little bit more confident In a style of telling stories and interviewing and talking to people, it may rub some people the wrong way, and I'm sure it does, but that's okay. Um, I don't think we're trying to... It has to also be true to me personally. So I feel very good about all of these things, but I'm very deliberately keeping it not very scripted.
1: What I would differentiate is, but we do know the kind of stories you want to tell, we do know who yes. makes a good guest for us. That's 100% uh, who true. Who furthers that story for us. We do know that. And that's kind of the basis on that's which true. we And it That's true.
0: And it doesn't take us long to recognize who. To your point, I see someone, I'm like, this would be a great guest. For For different reasons sometimes. They're not all for the same reasons. but And it's also, frankly, very easy to spot who would not be a good guest. I was about to say, <laughs> the, the elimination odd. is true too. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's who would for not sure. be.
1: Uh, I was having a conversation with someone A few weeks ago, and and we were talking about the show. And one of the things they said was, "How do you get it right every time? How is it that you have?"
0: That's very generous.
1: You know, know, it, it even made me think for a bit. I'm like, "Well, we have quote unquote this concept, and the philosophy. I think is what the word I would use behind the
0: show, and we stay true to that. And the angles that come up a lot of times are really spontaneous." So we go in talking about, you know, even talking to Assam, I mean, the angle was really Michelin. We spent 10, 15 minutes on that and the bulk of the episode talking about Dubai and its overall strategy. Sometimes things happen, you know, when we went to to Ahmad al mari I mean, you know, we spent some time talking about his brand and canvas, but a lot more time talking about imposter syndrome. You know, sort of like, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? I mean, in the sense that I think being a little bit flexible um, uh, is is really important. Many cases we go in and we discuss certain things. I mean, Boksha, you you made that point. Been covered by everybody. New York Times, uh, Financial Times, how to spend it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. None of what we talked about was in there. We all read anywhere those articles. We, we, or anywhere, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Talking to Fadi, who, again, is, is a very well-known, successful figure. Of course, we touched on Aramex, But I felt a lot of people came to me and said, we found things out that we didn't know. They didn't know certain things about how Aramex started. Uh, that it went public, went back private, went public again. That's not necessarily the narrative. Um, yeah, a very diligent journalist might find that. But um, so those are the kind of nuggets that I personally find fascinating. And that really, and we covered this before, I think comes down to curiosity. Um, yeah, but ultimately. you
1: know, I, I, think, I think it's not as incidental as you're making it sound right now. I think I think it's... It's deliberate, right? So, in the sense that when we ta- yes. when we say this, yes. when we say we we're not it's not about the destination, about the journey. It is sometimes you know where you'll hear someone during the interview go, "Well, I did this and I did that." How did you get there? You're 100. Why right. did you make that decision? And that becomes the focus. And that's why we get these. I think that's why you have the interviews that are so powerful sometimes, where you get backwards into thinking about. What was their mindset, or what was the thing that I mean? You, I, I, uh, I remember Stasha, twenty-one grams. Yeah, that's another one. You know, one. talking about uh, how she decided to leave, uh, you know, Serbia and come down to Dubai because she was like, "That's it, I my growth was capped, and I wanted to go." And the fact that you asked her, like, "Yeah, but why? Why would you do that?"
0: She wanted a different opportunity,
1: and I and she wanted to do it on her own. Right? And that was it. And, and it's come with its own challenges. And, and of course, there was a long conversation about mental health for entrepreneurs that came as, an, as a consequence of that conversation. And,
0: and you know, one hack that I've learned, and I um, read this, a number of people do this, um, not Tim Ferriss, incidentally, and some of the very research people. And, and it, it works for him. He's highly researched, but also he has an army of people searching for him. Not to take away from his show, it's a fantastic show, but I'm yeah. just saying, is um, while I do a lot of research, I I shy away from overdoing it because what happens then is you have a bunch of questions you feel you need to tick off yeah. and that does not make for a good show so my personal formula what works for me is I go in I have my questions which we send in advance guiding questions as we call them but then I'm very comfortable moving completely away from it and if I don't cover any of it that's fine it's simply there to guide the conversation especially at the beginning and move us in direction. That's one thing. Another um, hack, if you will, or, or learning from this last year has been with some of the guests, which doesn't happen very often, but sometimes does, that we don't know is to take a little bit of time pre-show to get to know I was them. just about to say that. And yeah. even if that's just half an hour coffee at the Lighthouse in D3, sometimes they don't have the time for that, so we would have a quick call. Just that connection, I feel, makes a difference and puts them at ease. I In the early days of the show, um, I think underappreciated that a little bit um, in the sense that I was like, what's the big deal? They're going to come. And then it felt like an interview and it felt sometimes a little forced. Uh, They didn't know me. They didn't know the show. They didn't know what to expect. Um, And maybe my style of of asking questions and talking is also a bit much for them. So all of those things, I feel like been fine-tuned a tiny bit. Now, one thing I'd love to do in 23, I was thinking about that the other day, is we should, even if it's here, by the way, we should do a show with food. People can't see this on on the episode or can't hear this,
1: but Farah's jumping up and down because this is something she's been talking about for four years. And we could go back
0: to the slurping of Barbara Streisand, but I feel we've covered that. (laughs) Yeah, we have. We've covered that a few times. Although that is great, but I do feel that food, so we've been always thinking about food and it took me, I mean, one night I couldn't sleep very well and I thought of that. I was like, we always thought about it at, at the lighthouse, which is great, but it doesn't have to be. We could actually bring some food here and I feel that would make it Kind of lunch with the FT meets the Lighthouse conversations. Uh, The FT's back again. Yeah, I mean, not just lunch with FT. (laughs) Look, the FT is FT, but how to spend it and lunch with FT are special. Um, so I feel like it makes it that. Although we don't even need to borrow from them, we do our own thing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we. I think there's there's uh, there's scope to build something that is a yeah, lighthouse it. conversations product, as opposed to an NFT one. No,
0: I was using NFT F- uh, as a benchmark for those that read lunch with NFT. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you. He's like screw them, but anyway, yeah. One of the things I think that's a hallmark of this show and
1: and kind of the process of it is, is time. So we talked about time kind of incidentally when we said sometimes someone's not ready and they come back later and that there's time there. There's time that we spend doing some of the research that happens ahead of the guest. There's time that you spend with the person before. I mean, I think now it's become, at some, initially it was kind of, Oh, I don't really know this person so well. Let me grab coffee with them first, and kind of, you know, everybody feels more relaxed when they come on the show. I think now it's become the norm yes. where you spend time with them, and I think that that changes what happens in the interview. It's something that's been pointed out to me a couple of times. Say, like, does he just know everybody? I said, no. Actually, there is time spent to do that. I know to make everybody. That... Yeah, and I okay, know everybody. You know everybody. <laughs> I'm
0: just uh, happy birthday! Absolutely, happy... Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and, right. and
1: I think, and I think that that actually adds. Sometimes it's very easy to look at, and this is true by the way of anything, it's true for startups, it's true for content, to look at the piece that's produced and say, oh, like, how did you get to this? And the reality of it is a lot of that happens outside of that specific percent
0: And again, I think that's where also the lighthouse comes in. I mean, being associated and part of a restaurant group uh, where a lot of people come in and out for various reasons helps and f- facilitate that there's no question about that uh so i personally meet a lot of people there i get to know them they're not everybody but some and some people sometimes i earmark for a potential <laughs> candidate yeah. and i uh kind of wait and see you know and then i see them once twice and three times and then i so so that definitely has helped we are a little bit less Um, we are not as isolated, uh, you know, in that sense, and much more connected to the day-to-day of Dubai. Um, And and that's what makes it fun, frankly, is to document this entire process.
1: It goes back to me, it goes back to time, right? Like you said, sometimes you mark something and you come back to it later. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone um, quite some time ago where they said, oh, you know, this show, and not necessarily specific to this show, but uh, other shows as well, uh, is interesting, but you go every other week. Why not weekly? I had to think about it, but then I was like, you know why? Because that would kill, start killing the purpose of the show. One
0: hundred percent. Where
1: you. uh, now you're on a on that kind of a tight deadline. No, 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 that, you know, you're... And
0: we would start feeling backfilling because we need to have a show next week. I, I, I also
1: I also think from from a listener's point of view. The fact that there is a bit of a weight, and I know Netflix has really killed this entire thing. I have nothing against Netflix. I like everything that they're doing. I love the sure. fact you can bin something. But there is something that was lost in that, right? The anticipation of something coming out. The fact that everybody's discussing it around the same time, kind of. It became a community event yes. to watch a show. And, and I think, again, like I said, I think that's, you know, Netflix has has succeeded in its own right. And, and I think what they're doing is fantastic in terms of what they've done for content worldwide. Uh, but and something... changing and changing consumer behavior. Absolutely, uh, but there is something to an anticipation. There is something to create long term value yes. around something that we're building. And you know, we're not Netflix, where we're building our own pieces of content that we think is interesting. And overdoing it is just as harmful as underdoing it. Well, and we have I, to
0: find a sweet spot. I, I agree. I mean, there's one thing, and I don't want to get too much into that because it's not part of, of this episode necessarily. But, you know, this morning coming in here, I was listening to an acquired episode. which It's very long form, two plus hours. And they had it with Ben Thompson, who does strategy. Oh, I, I, ju- I just heard it, yeah. And and it was so interesting. One of the things that Ben said he's working on, and he's in many ways a pioneer of Absolutely. email, I guess, I guess, blogging, you can call it. And he's really pioneered his brand. So for those that, that, I mean, we'll put in the show notes, but don't know him, Ben Thompson writes this very, very influential blog called Stratechery. It's yes. such a bad name.
1: <laughs> which he, he admits uh, on the show And he talked well. about it. It's like
0: strategy <laughs> and tech, uh, which is brilliant and came up with all of these ideas, aggregation theory, et cetera. And now he's venturing into, has been venturing into podcasting. And one of the things he said, because uh, he built his own platform, for his blog... It's called Passport. Yeah. It's called Passport, exactly. Is that when it comes to podcasts, the medium of sharing is still super underdeveloped. And that's very true. It's very easy to share a blog post um, or an email newsletter.
1: And a YouTube link, for example.
0: And a YouTube link. It is still very clunky to share anything to do with podcasts, which means that on social media, it has, in my view has under-traveled, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to see that changing. It's nice to see now that you can post from Spotify, on Instagram, stories, et cetera. I'm hoping that as we grow, those uh, the, the technology around it grows. And a guy like Thompson, Ben Thompson is able to, okay, that's not an Egyptian thing, by the way. They use the B, sometimes they per. So today's been, a, yeah, pen, pen <laughs> this has been my, yeah, it's my Egypt day. Yeah. Penn Thompson, <laughs> so, um, he, he is able to go and say, let me do something about it, which is great, frankly. But I'd like to see that change a bit because I feel that would really uh, revolutionize the way podcasts are consumed. And I feel there's still a much, much sma- smaller part of you know, the streaming world versus other things like movies and Netflix and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, there's there's a lot of players have to play their parts to make all of that happen. Of course, uh, you know what Ben Thompson is doing is building entirely a custom solution to, yes. to doing that, and that's not is necessary. it good.
0: I haven't checked out Passport. I mean, I read his newsletter, which is perfectly no. I, I fine. do. I mean, so
1: I, I subscribe to a couple of shows with, from within the Passport sort of okay. ecosystem now. Yeah. Um. And I think I think it's fantastic what he's able to do because he can do a lot of custom things, right? So in my RSS feed, when I open an episode, he actually it's got my name and my subscription status and everything in oh, the, in okay. the episodes because he's able to he's custom yeah. built it. And I think that that's great. But obviously, for scale and for us to see that, you know, the other players have to get on board and and kind of do their their parts. But I think from our side, we can also do we can also do some things. So we've been talking about kind of looking at things like YouTube and other platforms and yeah. how we can integrate what I would call the top of that funnel, right? To say, here are different ways in which or, or the touch points in which someone can come get introduced to the show and how we bring them back to
0: the the full episode eventually, right? Yeah, and we are rebranding now. So I think part of that rebrand is doing that. So we're becoming much more conscious about, you know, when you search, how do you search? So my name will go up as part of the episode so that people can search this way. Um, we are, you know, changing visually the icon, how that would look and sit in the various players. And we even discussed openly, right, uh, potentially having kind of the Lighthouse podcast as a brand and underneath it to have multiple podcasts. It doesn't even need to be me. You're just giving away all of the the sneak peeks now. (laughs) I mean, you know, it may be something we do. It may be something we don't do. I'll be very frank. I mean, I'm I'm also bringing it up because it'd be interesting to hear what people think of that. You know, should we consider potentially having more than one podcast? I mean, a guy like Invest Like the Best, again, I mean, he was very successful in his podcast and eventually started this Colossus Network, which now hosts him doing various podcasts, but also others. So all of these things, but again, you know, my view is it's organic, give it its time. Um, certainly um, popping up is important. The rebrand the was partially what we did three, four years ago feels now a little dated and feels like we've grown as a brand, as you said. Uh, we're in many more social media channels. I mean, we're now on TikTok, on YouTube, um, over and above the players, and we'll keep experimenting. Because that world is changing as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at how you have built the lighthouse and how important all of those touch points are for you, just from a restaurant point of view, I'm not even looking at the podcast for a minute, all of that speaks to that larger brand identity. All of that speaks to the timelessness of, uh, and the experience of it. Uh, And today, as the show is kind of building its own um, identity, and and now it's evolving, I think the identity is pretty set. Uh, It becomes an important part to say, okay, what is that going to look like? Not just audibly, but visually, right? And how do we go and create? You know, we're, we're having a conversation just offline about YouTube, for example.
0: How do we engage with an audience there and so on? And by the way, that was always the thinking behind the Lighthouse in general. You know, so you have the Lighthouse as a platform, and today we have. And, you know, we just revamped our concept presentation because we've grown in so many different directions. But the idea was always there that under the Lighthouse, you would have. Restaurants, you would have catering, you would have a retail or concept store, and you would have podcasts. But each one of those channels evolved in its own way. Some of them are now like the podcasts, are worthy of almost spinning out because yeah. they have their own audience, their own brand. Um, but to me, they it, it, it never felt like there's a conflict here. The only challenge and remains a bit of a challenge is how do you bring it all under one umbrella without. Um, confusing uh, the end audience consumers because people come to us for different reasons. Some come to shop, some come to eat, some come Absolutely. to listen. But I feel like very gratified, frankly, that wh- every time one of those sort of starts getting its own identity, I feel it's graduated from like freshman year to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to being a sophomore, to a junior, and then eventually kind of like full graduation.
1: I don't think there's a better way to end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but well, the
0: only thing is after they graduate, they have to get a job. I don't know if that's a bad... You had to I, can't that, I have right? to end on a kind of a downer. I mean, you know, it can be overly optimistic. I mean, is that bad? I'm also wearing black and, you know, I mean, I always wear black, but I used to wear white sometimes.
1: I feel like I should just leave this sort of existential <laughs> debate, like just floating out in the air. Okay, yeah. uh, but no, well, thank you, hey, yes, Um I think, I think it's fantastic. I think I, I enjoy doing this because I think I know some of these conversations we have from time to time as the year goes on. But it's nice to be able to also document these and and talk about our evolution um, both as a show and and also as its own identity so that's that's been super fun and uh, yeah we're excited to you know
0: yeah 23 here we come thank you Chirac, thank you farah thank you thank you all for joining us throughout 2022 your support means a lot to us please send us your comments either in person or online You can find the show in your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple, Spotify, and Remy, you name it. You can also find many of our clips on YouTube by searching for the Lighthouse Conversations podcast or going on Instagram to the Lighthouse underscore AE. We'll be back again in two weeks with a brand new guest. See you then.